The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Last year in June, Sky Arts ran Access All Arts Week and such a success was it that it is back for a second year. Centrally involved will be Stephen Mangan, the acclaimed actor and author and presenter of Portrait Artist of the Year on Sky Arts. Stephen, you are very, very welcome to the show. It is great to talk to you. So this Access All Arts Week, what is it? Yeah, it's a it's a whole week of, uh, well, for primary school kids, uh, it's a whole week of uh, arts, uh, a chance for teachers to celebrate the arts, to teach the arts, to look at the arts with their kids. Uh, Sky Arts have put together this uh, package of lesson plans and videos uh, and all sorts of resources. And teachers can spend a whole week looking at the arts or an afternoon. Uh, we've split it up into different modules so they can look at sounds or marks or words, images, moves. Uh, and there's all sorts of uh, resources there. Basically, at the end of the school year, we're trying to make it as easy as possible for teachers uh, to teach these lessons. So we've given them everything they need. We've had thousands of teachers sign up. The second year we've done it, we did 6,000 teachers sign up last year. We're on course to double that this year. Um, and it's, uh, it, it, you know, with, with the arts often squeezed out of curricula by various other pressures mm. it's something very close to my heart that you know we give primary school kids a chance to enjoy and discover the arts i i know you're not for a moment Stephen, suggesting that at this time of year primary school teachers are desperately scrambling around for something to fill their I mean, time it wouldn't with. be for me it wouldn't be for me to say <laughs> that but there is a reason why we do it at this time of year <laughs> you know the big summer holidays coming up uh, so, you know, everything we can do to help out the lives of the poor, overworked teachers, then yeah. the better. There's only so many nature walks you can do around the schoolyard <laughs> I mean, before the kids realise they've seen this basketball hoop before. Well, listen, you you know, I, I don't know about you, but whenever the t- teacher wheeled in a television and put on a video, it was always a good day. In oh, the, the big Grundig television. on. Oh, that was it. About on the two big... tons. <laughs> press, <laughs> press play on the on the VHS. So this is the, you know, this is a, a much more modern, you know, and also uh, there's very exciting people involved. We've got all sorts of poets and dancers and um, artists involved. I do a little bit of stuff at the National Portrait Gallery. We looked at three portraits uh, of Elizabeth I and Malala, um, uh, to, you know, to help. It, it's hard. I mean, especially if, if kids are in rural areas where it's difficult to get to museums or to galleries. Uh, it's a great way of kind of encouraging people to get involved because that that was the age eight seven eight nine ten that's the age i started getting into books and into acting mm. and all the rest of it and it's and it's provided me with a well a career for a start but a lifetime of joy and so you want to sort of pass that on you want to you want to give kid you want to give them a chance to get involved and and you, you touched on it there i mean is the suggestion that all too often during the academic year and maybe that's even the way I describe it, the academic year, that it just gets mm. pushed aside. Yeah. And to me, it, it's as essential as maths or physics or, you know, any of the other subjects that they teach. Um, you know, Ireland and the UK, they're both famous for the writers they've produced and the poets and the playwrights. Uh, and you want to encourage the next generation. You want to not just find the great talents out there, but want to enthuse everybody to get involved. I mean, I can, 
everyone can remember the school play they were involved. I'm sure you can tell us who, who, who half, half a sixpence, school. the H.G. Wells play. There you go. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a, it makes a huge impact on you. <laughs> uh, you know, I've not yet to meet anyone who can't tell me their big, their big part or their embarrassing moment on stage or whatever it was. <laughs> but often the arts are considered. I mean, when I was growing up, it wasn't it wasn't the arts with the capital A. It was just reading. It was just doing a play. But too often, I think it can feel like a rarefied thing, like it's an elitist thing that you have to. Uh, you know, it's it's not for everybody. And of course, that's absolute rubbish. It is for everybody. It should be for everybody. And everybody should has a, have access to it. So, you know, that's why I'm involved in this. And hats off to Sky Arts for putting this all together and, and producing all this stuff and, and giving it out for nothing. Wait, when did that culture, that attitude emerge, that the arts was something to be kind of enjoyed only by those up in the kind of the rarefied atmosphere of... of I don't know. Society. I think there's always been a bit of that, you know. I mean, I do, as you say, I do Portrait Artist of the Year on Sky Arts, and there is an element about painting that it's, you know, you need to know, you need to be in the know, you need to be educated and know history of art and all this. And of course, that's nonsense. Uh, I don't know why that attitude has prevailed, um, but I think this, you know, there are some people, I suppose, involved. There's a sort of slight snobbish feel to it. You know, opera is for the upper classes. It's nonsense. Of course it's not. It's for everybody. But I think people are either priced out of it or the schools don't have the resources to teach it. Mm. And only the, you know, the, the upper end private school types get a chance to really uh, get involved. So, you know, this is an attempt to hopefully in a small way to redress that balance and give kids a week when they can or teachers a, a chance to teach that stuff and hopefully spark an interest in it that, if we're lucky, will last a lifetime. I mean, I get so much pleasure out of reading. Obviously, I've made my career in, in acting and writing. Um, so I want to pass on some of that enthusiasm, and, and hopefully we give people who might not other, otherwise have a chance a little extra opportunity to get involved. It's also, it strikes me, again, compared to other, and I'm not suggesting it should be an extracurricular activity, it should be absolutely part and parcel of the curriculum. But in terms of the non-academic activities in school, we think literally of physical activity a lot of the time, which is great. Mm. And I'm not, not knocking an emphasis on that at all in our schools. Um, but there's something much more egalitarian about an emphasis in arts, isn't there? There is. There is. And you can understand why schools end up in this position. You know, they, they're judged on their performances and exams. You know, sparking a love of reading in a child that doesn't register on those sort of league tables or results. But the whole point of the arts, and I think especially today when we are increasingly divided and stuck in our little echo chambers, the whole point of the arts is to imagine what it's like to be someone else. Imagine what it's like not to be yourself, to show you that there are other stories, there are other ways of living uh, out there, to broaden your mind, literally put yourself in someone else's shoes. So, uh, you know, the more you can't get enough of it as far as I'm concerned. Did, did, did it help in terms of engaging with the kids, say, during during this uh, week, Access All Arts Week and last year's week as well? Does it help having your own kids? Yeah, I think so. I think you realise what, what people, you know, what parents and teachers are up against. I mean, it's an ongoing battle at home with screens, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, you know, it's really difficult because yeah. they, are, they are so cleverly designed and so addictive. And, and listen, I, you know, I'm as bad as anybody. I mean, I, you know, I think we all have a problem with them. Um, 
but I I loved reading at that age. It was part of the reason I got into writing children's books. I just was so frustrated at seeing my children mouth open staring at a screen because the problem with the screen is it's not that you know all tv programs or films are bad it's just that it doesn't require anything of the of the of the viewer you know you read a book you have to bring a bit of yourself to it and i think you get therefore more out of it because you put more in it, you, you meant, want to encourage kids you, you mentioned the book um i mean yeah. as listeners will know i'm i'm all for absolutely shameless plugs so while we're plugging the skies uh Arts Week, we may as well <laughs> plug the book as the well the unlikely rise of harry sponge the unlikely rise of harry sponge yes yeah, my sister and i my sister illustrates them anita uh, and i write them it's our third book together and how are they going um, they're going great. I mean, I, 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 it's, 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 writing is something I've come to only in the last few years. And I would, I mean, I absolutely love it. I'd happily ditch the acting and do nothing but writing. So, um, that's how much a, of a treat. It's something about, especially writing for that age, writing for eight to 12 year olds. Uh, they are so, uh, well, they're a tough audience for a start because if they don't enjoy it, they'll just put it down. So it's a, it's a mm. challenge to write for them. You know, every page you have to be interesting and exciting and funny and and take them to places they didn't see coming because they're not like adults, they're not polite. They won't sit there till the end of the play and then applaud politely, you know, you have to <laughs> grip them. Um, but at the same time, they're so open and their imaginations are so fertile that uh, they will go with you anywhere, and you know, on, on this imaginative journey. So yeah, it's a treat, absolute treat. So between, I mean, the, the books and you're on number three, the writing for TV and movies, the acting in them, the the TV work presenting with Sky Arts and the like. I mean, you're either a workaholic or you're broke. Which is it? <laughs> I just can't say no to stuff that interests me, and I'm always over. You're, you're broke, Steve. About... You can say it. You can. Say, it's all right. <laughs> this is a safe space. <laughs> I mean, I do have to reintroduce myself to my children every week or two because <laughs> I'm away so much working. But yeah, I just can't. I you know, if something is interesting, I just can't say no. So, but I'm taking. I'll be back in Ireland for a, a couple of weeks in 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 August and try and and stop working for a bit. And that's the plan. So over to Mayo, is it? Yeah, yeah. We'll go back to Belmullet. That's. Uh, I know. I've uh, spoken about that before. I mean, that's a huge part of your identity and everything growing up, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I spent every summer in, in Mayo and both my mum and my dad were from there. So uh, we've always had a lot of family back there. Uh, yeah, my summers were basically me wandering from house to house uh, as my mum talked to a great aunt or a great uncle uh, and me trying to work out what they were t saying because, you know, <laughs> this boy brought up in London a thick Mayo accent. I just often couldn't understand what was going on. But yeah, that's it's it's um, it's completely part of my life. And I'm I'm bring my children back every year because I want them to have, you know, the, the joy that I had wandering the beaches of, of West Mayo. What's your favourite? You're going to uh, annoy 90% of people in Mayo listening with this answer, but what's your favourite beach in Mayo? Ellie, Ellie Bay, I think, is my favourite. So apologies to everyone else who's who owns a beach up there. <laughs> Who I haven't mentioned. Everyone else with the wrong opinion. That's right. Mm -hmm. Stephen, exactly listen, right. it's been an absolute pleasure and thank you so much for speaking to us. Thanks, Kieran. Cheers. Uh, N from North Dublin, actually, after getting in touch. Please tell Stephen Mangan I thoroughly enjoyed his performance in Private Lives last month. He was a proper charming. Uh, he was proper charming and stunning. So there you are, uh, Stephen. Thanks a million uh, for joining us. A nice message from N. Thank you, N, as well. Uh, Stephen will be featuring in that Access All Arts Week on Sky Arts uh, this year from the 19th until the 23rd uh, of June. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.